0: Hey, how you guys doing? This is producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to What We Missed in Wrestling, presented by Brothers Comics. Our recap wrestling podcast from 1989, the year that we stopped watching professional wrestling. On line tonight, is Magnum BB. What's happening, man? Hey, welcome back. Time to finish this up. Yep, finishing up the series, finishing out uh, the 80s, uh, really. Uh, kind of turning the corner into the 90s. Um, NWA, WCW is trying to uh, shock the world with this, no pun intended, uh, with their turn into the 90s, and we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, so the, the it's Starrcade 1989, and my initial thought here is how the mighty have fallen, uh, <laughs> Brother Pevis.
1: Yeah, this is like, the production is just not great. I think the thing that stands no. out about this one is like, I think they realized our roster sucks, so let's just roll out like twelve people the entire time. Yeah, yeah. and in particular, yeah. I started looking forward to nineteen ninety and um, the lineups. The, <laughs> <laughs> the pay per view lineups get sketchier and sketchier. Yeah, yeah. it's it's and, and and yeah, we'll we'll get
0: started with the Wikipedia facts in a second. But when you pull this up, if you're watching it on Peacock or something else, um. The initial thing there, their production value is, I I mean, again, if you watch a WWEF pay-per-view, even then, the production value, the pyrotechnics, the introductions, like, it's all at a different level than this. This is barely above indie wrestling at this point yeah. it's, like this really the bad. Spoof
1: intro to spider-man far from home with the high school newscast <laughs> is yeah. about equivalent to this <laughs> this uh this production team Yeah, it's,
0: it's not great good lord I, that was the th- and it's kind of coming shocking after we just watched a wwf pay-per-view it's like man you know okay the matches might suck but it mm-hmm. looks
1: like you know high quality mm-hmm. uh it's well lit and it. it's attended so that's the yeah. differences the, between the two. Uh, yeah, as
0: you yeah, said that, let's jump into But my my first thought on that was okay, how the Mighty have fallen. Okay, so we came into Starcade at a time of like 85, 86, 87, skyscraper matches, mm-hmm. uh, I quit matches, uh, like these huge things for Starcade. And probably had gone back in my older years and watched, you know, like the original one or. I think I was like when Flair won the title from Harley race and then he wrestled Nikita, whereas Flair wrestled as a babyface against Nikita. Like, I mean, these are some big time matches. This feels so, so far down the road. And then it, yeah. and it is, I guess, in terms of years. But, man, it, it, it it's not what it was.
1: Well, they had no I'm thinking of the bash. I was thinking of the stadium tour, but that was the bash. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, Starcade, no, Star- this is this is the granddaddy of no is, is WrestleMania the granddaddy of them all or Starcade the I,
0: I think Starcade was the granddaddy That's of them. That's what I all. thought. Yeah. Well it ain't this. It's your granddaddy dead. Anyway, <laughs> uh, all right. So <laughs> uh so the Wikipedia facts as we always go through and take it with a grain of salt from his Wikipedia. Um uh, it's at the Omni in Atlanta. I hope Wish Touch was on here, um, because I lived there for what? 12, 10, 12 years. I I don't even know if the Omni still existed anymore. To be honest with you, I know the Hawks used to play there, but they were playing in something else there. I don't know if that was a brand new arena, but that was going to be like a, you know going to the the Omni was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we got? Uh, December thirteenth, nineteen eighty 1989. 10,000 people. I wonder how many of them are comps though, because
1: it um, <laughs> was the capacity. Them opening matches because, uh, uh, them, saw some chairs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I. Again, things we know now, like shot across the hard cam, uh, there's a lot of freaking people dressed up as empty seats, uh, at least initially. And it is Atlanta. Like I said, I lived there for a long time. People do not get the shit on time, traffic, whatever it is, but it's not good. Um, Yeah, our commentators, Jim Ross, Terry Funk, and then intermittently Jim Cornette. Um,
1: So they do, Cornette does (laughs) the tag team matches and Funk does the single matches. Yeah,
0: um, Cornette's great. We, we you know, that's fine. Funk, not great at all.
1: And, and I guess we missed, merge? yeah, I was going to say we must have missed something because the last time we saw him was the, that was the was that the I Quit match with him and Muda mm-hmm. in the cage at Halloween Havoc. Yeah. And they set it on fire and Muda had to spray the fire. Yeah. 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 It, it It's not, yeah. It, and and only yeah, was the designated Terminator. Yeah. To, <laughs> to,
0: yeah. <laughs> throw the towel in if necessary. Yeah, it's yeah, mm-hmm. not great. But yeah, cornette's great in this. So yeah, those are your Wikipedia facts. Before we jump into this match, this is a big breaking, not breaking news, but it's been happening over the last week or so. Um, Vince McMahon back to the WWE um, left because he was uh, using his private funds to pay off his secret rendezvous or whatever with you know illegal paralegals, but other people as and well. Everybody. You know, yes, yeah, pretty much hush money and everybody. So he goes away. For like six months, and then he's come back allegedly to uh you know start the sale of WWEF or whatever rumors out there selling it to the Saudis. You know uh, we don't watch any WWE at this point in our lives. We watch Vince McMahon kind of ruin wrestling a couple of times over the course of our lifetimes. But what are your even uh, even thoughts at all, if any, about this?
1: Well. You know, I think that, you know, it's become a corporation in all, you know, in, in every aspect. And I think it, the interesting thing that I've just, you know, had introduced in different conversations is the fact that what is the actual value? And I, and it it really is the value is the broadcast and this idea that why would, you know, a Fox or whoever pay essentially the value of the company every year? you know mm-hmm. to get the broadcast rights why not just buy it and show it or if you're going to pay to have shows in saudi arabia just own it and and set it out so the other thing is i think that um you know the idea of being publicly traded and things like uh you know having to fire your champion because she's doing softcore porn of some sort and then mm-hmm. she goes to make a million dollars and the stockholders to you explain that to the stockholders i think the wrestling business kind of needs that to go away because if it doesn't then it's going to be kind of neutered in a lot of senses family friendly whatever you want to call it so yeah i, I get the sense that the, the the publicly traded wrestling company uh that era is coming to an end yeah. it may be that the mm-hmm. uh you know the the you know whoever owns it is is benefiting from the rights and and wwe just becomes a content provider Or whatever because like it's not like yeah obviously they have assets for for staging live live events but they really only stage like one type of event so if you don't if you don't if you're not putting on wrestling then what is the value and right there's more than enough wrestlers to go around like a handful of them actually draw so like there's yeah you know ironically a lot of the value is caught up into the individuals Mm -hmm. you know who are just you know commit it's just like athletes whatever so it's just yeah i mean it's it's so it's so crazy because their success is is based on them going mainstream mm-hmm. and no one else is probably going to make that you know take that step and so i think the real risk is on the other side of whatever you lose some somehow you lose that mainstream appeal and then then you really just have you know a high priced outlaw pr- promotion versus a well funded outlaw <laughs> promotion i don't know so yeah, it, it, it seems
0: it seems like it's the time for them to sell it yeah. and then keep it. Like, it, you know, it may be owned by somebody else, but it really feels like you said at the end of public trading, make it into a private company again, and then whether he runs it or Triple H is running it or something to that effect, like it's just going to become like... It's I mean, again, look, man, wrestling is already like a a secret society at this point anyway, because of how few people watch it anymore. I think it takes it even further in that direction. Like it's just going to be like a a, a, literally like a sideshow like it used to be. You know, you have a hardcore fan, a group of people that will watch it much like the Super Bowl. A bunch of people will watch it when it's a WrestleMania or something like that. But beyond that, it's just it's it's become even more niche than it was. You know, it Mm -hmm. used to be. 10 million people were a niche now like if you get a million people two million people to watch this shit every week like you're doing incredible ratings so like i think that's basically what it is but yeah i
1: was gonna say wrestlemania is driven by the rock coming back or stone cold coming back or john cena coming Mm -hmm. back and that well is about to run out i mean those guys can only do so much yep And, and and i just think that you know like I said, I mean, he's ruined
0: wrestling a couple of times, you know, mm. through what you call them shrew business practices or dirty tricks. Like he's kind of done that and he's become essentially the only game in town. And if that's what he wanted, that's fine. But he killed the business at the same time. So yeah. uh, I yeah, fuck Vince McMahon for sure. Um, and again, him being a terrible person is not shocking that like at all. Like, yeah.
1: It's funny too, it. a lot of this conversation about it. like creative and but all that's irrelevant. Like it, the, the it quality is, of the show is the least relevant thing at this yeah. level.
0: Nobody cares about what's really happening on those shows, they're just interchangeable pieces at this point, you know. Um, yeah, but like I said, you know, I saw who he voted for and who his wife was working for for president. Fuck, Vince mm-hmm. McMahon, <laughs> so he mm-hmm. can go all the way to hell. Uh, so yeah, it's fine. All right. So anyway, as we set the show tonight, we're going to go through these matches. It's an Iron Man, y'all, for singles wrestlers and tag teams. Uh, we got some thoughts about that. Uh, our watch along is going to be Sting versus Lex Luger, which is match number two on the card. Um, and we'll go over a complicated point system that is wrestling calculus <laughs> that uh, doing wrestling calculus on work beh- on work. Uh, matches with uh fixed finishes is kind of funny, so anyway, all right, so yeah, so what do you think about the Iron Man concept? This everybody's wrestling, you know, each other,
1: yeah, you know, a- what it, to me, what they kind of missed was there was very few like storylines that propagated between the matches. Like, you would see, like, you know, Luger came out in his later match after Flair limping or something like that. But there was very little, like, you know, they didn't even, they didn't like. Well, mood of Flair, the Andersons come out, but Sting doesn't, which leaves the right. force. So, you yeah. know, they did. There really wasn't a lot of angles that were pulled off, and yeah. you know, you have some awkward, like, uh, it, the. I think one part of it is these are essentially all cold matches. Mm-hmm. The other thing is you have a lot of baby face versus baby face or heel versus mm-hmm. heel, which yeah. then everybody has to work weird. So. I think it's an interesting idea, and I think clearly, like the only way they could get star power on this on this roster was to not have seventy five percent of the roster on it. So (laughs) it's you know they talked about how it's innovative. It was it's definitely different than everything else we've watched over the course of this series. So I'll give them that. And again, the
0: the subtitle of future shock. Through the commentary, especially Jim Ross, you can talk. You can hear him talking about, you know, these are going to be the stars of the mm-hmm. '90s coming up. You know, primarily with Sting and Luger. You know, like really trying to pump them up, and the Steiners as trying to pump them up is like this is the future of wrestling. You know, I I, I don't know how many times he said, "I dare you to find any other wrestling promotion or something to that effect." I mean, we know yeah. who they're talking about, and so I think that's like okay, yeah, we're gonna turn the page, but when the reality. Nobody ever turns the page in wrestling. Yeah. That's why we kill, keep seeing freaking Flair, Hogan, and all these people show up because they were institutions, and they're still institutions. And they'll be that way until they die. They can still draw money, draw people, draw reactions, and that. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, also again, something that killed the business. All right. Do you so think anyway. that
1: the scoring system too is sort of them doubling down on this whole? This is WCW. We wrestle. This is a yes. sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean.
0: Yeah, like a point, like boxing or something like that. Yep. Trying to think like, yeah, this is the real thing. So, yeah, so the point system, uh, one, everybody's going to wrestle everybody. You get 20 points for a pinfall or submission, 15 for a count out, 10 points on a DQ, and five points on a draw. And so they're going to go through all of these essentially, mm. uh, in one way, shape, or other. It affects some of the matches, which we'll get into here in a second. Uh, as I kept texting you guys in the text chain, uh, if you are a person of color in this tournament, good luck, um, yeah. because uh, uh, shit don't turn out great for y'all. And it only happened, you know, you get I think what one dub, because it was yeah, it you was know black, black, black on, on Samoan yeah, violence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i have a funny thing
1: too is there's like just about half of the participants also wear face or face paint or masks so i thought that was kind of funny too
0: yeah it's it's wild and we get to the final it's uh the tag final is probably one of the worst matches we watched in the course of this series too but not for the reasons that you think all right match number one y'all is doom ron simmons and butch reed or excuse me doom one and doom two at this point uh or yeah, n word one,
1: n word two, as they would prefer yeah. to <laughs> call them.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, versus the Steiners. Uh, my initial thoughts: those uh, those Rick Steiner clotheslines, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. <laughs>
0: ah, they're so freaking snug, and uh, man, he like leaps out of his shoes. God Almighty, they just look great. That's uh, the one
1: thing that has stood out to me. I forgot. You, because of what they become like Scott Steiner became kind of the signature character and, and Rick kind of faded in the background and yeah. was always in these sort of like mid card level feuds usually half oh, comedy yeah. or something but God, yeah. he was so over at this time the dog face mm-hmm. gremlin and those clotheslines yep. lines are ridiculous yeah, there's one it. spot where like I think doom number one throws him into the ropes and he like runs to him and stops and power slams doom number one I'm like I think that's supposed to go the other <laughs> way like, <laughs> So he basically worked into a standing power slam out off of, off of a rope, off getting shot off the ropes. I was cracking up. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, well, so you, there's that. you also forgot to mention. Uh, I guess the skyscrapers are supposed to be on here. And yes, there was the injury yes. to an injury. I don't know if this was an injury or if this was softball season or if this was the yeah. beginning of <laughs> Sid's departure. Cause then I think there's like the new skyscrapers or whatever with
0: Yeah, him. I think this is him heading over to WWF on one of his mini runs over there too. Um yeah. Uh another note, woman fine as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. And then we brought this up, too, and I saw it as well. Nitron, their second uh, <laughs> woman's second is Tyler Maine, who was Sabretooth in yeah. the original X-Men movie. And was that 1999, 2000 or so? So, yeah, that was great. He I remember stopped- when
1: he came out, I was like, they kept, you know, they kept saying he was a wrestler or whatever. I was like, for real? I don't really. It's Nitron, y'all.
0: Yeah, I think somewhere he teams up with Vinny vegas the by of kevin nash later that on in the right Or they he might be
1: is, so, he, is he one of the master blasters or something like i that? think something like that mm-hmm. yeah awful god yeah. almighty
0: wcw's in trouble at this point um my other note is the power slams man this it you know a lot all the tag matches they're gonna look very similar or feel yes. similar because all the teams are huge there's no contrast in styles yes. everybody's power lines clothes lines uh That's pretty much it, you know, in punches. I wish they had put
1: the dudes with attitudes in here for (laughs) them to drop three falls instead of
0: Doom. Instead of Doom? Yeah.
1: They could have had the dudes in and then just, you know, the the Doom could have been the Samoan SWAT team role Mm -hmm. and then the dudes could have been the doom roll, yeah. It's bad,
0: it, it, it's just bad. And it's again, this is the the people of color uh losing streak begins here. Uh, so doom gets counted out, the Steiners win, they earn their 20 points. Uh, there's no point in trying to figure out that 10 clause. points, isn't it? Oh, no, wait, yeah, I'm sorry, 10 points. Yes, count out, calculus, look. right? Yeah, Rick 15, Steiner slides
1: 15. in like right just to beat the count because he's crappy 15, like that.
0: 15 points for a count out.
1: Oh, that's right. It's ten, 10 point for DQ and five for a draw. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling calculus. But yeah, I mean the match is fine enough. There's nothing you know to write home about. It was just you know two brawling teams. You know, at least you got a faces and uh, you know versus some heels. But yeah. All right. Let's get into match number two, y'all. It's Sting versus Lex Luger. This is our watch along. So if you open up your Peacock, get to your Peacock, get through your commercials. If you have the Peacock. Cock that is not with commercials, you are bawling. As Probably they say, paying kids. too much. Yeah, that too. So, we're going to pull this out here. We're going to go to Peacock. It's Starcade Season 7. That's the way that they do it. <laughs> this is yeah. so freaking stupid. Uh, Starcade Season 7. It's 1989. Is that like a leap
1: year with two episodes or something? Man, 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 yeah.
0: You're going to go to the 23 minute mark, get through your commercials with Ronda Rousey and uh, maybe some. Uh, probably, I, I got Hello, probably Hello
1: Fresh or something. Yeah,
0: Hello Fresh, something to that effect. And you're going to hit that when we get the th- three count in. Uh, and we're going to get to Luger and Sting. You know, ahead of this. Why, my, one of my initial thoughts in here before we get to the watch along part, Luger so much better as a heel. I think we've been saying that, that over the course of this thing. Um, and it's weird kind of watching these now that we know like how close they were in real life, mm-hmm. like, you know, with them being like essentially best friends, owning a gym together and all that stuff. And my other note, staying hell of a great baby face here. And then the ring psychology in this match is Outstanding, uh, just, again, just something that is non existent in matches right now. And then I don't remember staying hulking up so much back in the day, but now it's super obvious.
1: Well, he did yeah. it against Iron Sheik for real. Like oh, yeah, he got 14 seconds of offense and then he yeah. the <laughs> finisher and pinned him. I'm sorry, uh, former WWF champion, Iron Sheik. There you go. And, yeah. then, and then,
0: uh, and then we definitely get a dusty finish here, even though he's no. in WWF right now. <laughs> this is a super dusty finish, yeah all right so load up your peacock get to 23 minutes we'll give you a second to do that and all right so on the three two one count just count it down three two one and press play and here we go oh there's a stinger that was my boy back in high school man
1: yeah and i'm looking forward to if we carry this forward like getting more into the 90s era sting and just seeing like what his run is particularly once flair is gone which we've still got flair for i think another year and a half or so but yeah the the thing that struck me uh at the start of this match is once luger gets in and seeing luger and Sting in the ring like damn like if these guys in wwf like this could have been the warrior just take the warrior rick rude matches and put Mm. these two on that stage or even just take out the warrior and put in Sting, and just God, they could they could have been huge. And obviously, I know Lex Luger went there, but like Lex Luger babyface, I don't think works. But the, then this is like chicken should heal Lex Luger too, which is yeah. I kind of don't understand that because, yeah, because he's huge. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, but this <laughs> kind of I guess this would kind of lead more into like his kind of narcissist angle or whatever. But mm-hmm. he's so they if if I recall correctly. He was babyface, lost the belt on a screw job to Michael Hayes. Mm. The next time we saw him, he had the belt back, but he was a heel. And yep. then he was like a super chicken shit heel against Ricky Steamboat coming off the flare match. And now he's mm. still the champion and, and chicken shit heel. But yeah, like this yeah. scene, like the two of them squared off. I was like, damn, like put this in a WWF show and they, God, they could have made money out of these guys. Yeah, I mean. And, Luger, and again,
0: we, we keep saying this as this keeps coming on. Luger is so much better than we remember. Right. Um, like, he, you know, it just uh, the stingers yell there. That's um, uh, great. Um, it, it, he's so much better than what we remembered or people shitting on him later in life. Like, dude, is, as, especially as a heel, he's really, really good. He's playing up to the crowd to the utmost here, and he gives Sting essentially everything to make yeah. him look good, you know, right as the now, baby they, face.
1: He's powdered, but Sting chases him down, yep. punch him all the way to the ring. Yep. I mean, this is this is good stuff.
0: Okay, and so I was doing some math, which is dangerous for me. Well, I was doing some math when I was watching this. It was primarily for the flare and, uh, and Sting matches, the final. Spoiler alert. So Sting is no spring chicken here. Yeah. He's like 35. Like, is he? Yeah, he's
1: no, he's yeah, I guess he is because he's like 60 now. Yeah. He's 10, 30. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. he I, I mean just... he got in late, right? He was just a muscle head that they found in yeah. UWF and like what is he, like five years in the business at this point?
0: Yeah, it's not that long. Oh the Oh, there you go. Nice. yeah so also
1: the thing that i noticed is luger's signature bump is the like completely flat legs go flying bump that (laughs) there's like that like he takes that everywhere all the time like he gets one on the floor like oh look at that flop nice that's That's player-esque that's That's a great flop you don't give luger credit for a flop like that like his selling yeah Uh, question whether he should be selling against sting yeah but like he's He's good, and when we get to the Flair Luger match, I have some thoughts. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so did
0: Flair apparently? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I think you know, it's like, oh man, you know, Sting is, um, he's limited, obviously at best, but he's no more limited than Hogan, and Hogan was way over. Who's so, like, uh, Luger's limited? Luger's no. no yeah. Sting is limited. How's so? to... Well, he's in he's still kind of just punch kick or whatever. He's got a couple of high flying things where he can if he's working with the right person. Yeah, but, you he's know, he's not wrestling he can, classics or whatever.
1: Strikes aren't so great. He doesn't have like a signature slam or suplex. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he's got obviously the stinger splash, Scorpion Deathlock's awesome. Um mm-hmm. yeah, it's does the press slam. Thing. There you go, flat back yeah. on the ground. Yeah, there he goes again. Come yeah, that's uh, fair enough. Yeah.
0: I'm again, you know, if I'm, is I'm Sting is my boy, Sting is my boy for sure. But I was just like, you know, but he gets better that my thing is is like he gets better over time. And you know, even when you get to the final with Flair or whatever in this pay per view, oh, yeah. you know, obviously Flair's, you know, calling or carrying him in this through this match, but he looks great. Here's our switch spot. No, it's not here. Thought it was that's where it that's goes. the
1: broomstick protocol he's in there mm-hmm. with flair it doesn't really matter
0: yeah, yeah. so i mean yeah kyle luger's so good in this the psychology here is great and again you're right like man this dude's huge how is he doing this as a you know kind of the chicken heel it doesn't really work but it does like i don't know
1: how but it does yeah. but i think mm-hmm. that you'll you know part of like Again, let's a plug for that Ross. Jim Ross did that two part Lex Luger retrospect flat bump uh, <laughs> retrospective. That was great. But like, I think one of the things like he went from essentially the muscle for the four horsemen, then he got turned on. He was a baby face and Dusty's friend, Sting's friend, and he was with the good guys. And now he's got this chicken shit heel run and then they're going to have to switch him face again because Sting gets hurt. And yeah. I think the flip flopping and the just like like how do you how do you how do you cheer for this guy when he turns face again? Every 3 months. Yeah, and he's right. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I the- I think like people as much as they try and put him over on here, I like, think like people hated him as a heel when he was fighting somebody they liked. Mm-hmm. And they liked him as a baby face when they when he was fighting somebody that he hated. So right. like he, as long as whoever else was, you know, generating the interest, he could play the other role. But I don't think anybody ever had strong feelings for him, you mm-hmm. know. As and I think just being, you know, flip flopping between all his sort of characters, not even characters, just heel face and just the way he's portrayed, it, I think that's correct. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, we be- used to we used to shit on him and now watch him like whoa. What did yeah. what did we want? Like well, overtly critical for no yeah. reason at all. Like what man. is this hold right here? That what is Sting doing right here? This is a lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Luger's four hundred and twenty-eight right here. Yeah, yeah arm bar.
0: I mean, but again, that's also the thing too, where this psychology. Like, all right, we're working the arm, we're working the leg. You know, you see that a lot, obviously, with Flair stuff. You know, in the match where the figure four wasn't a joke mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. And, you know, that's. When that's... the
1: vertical suplex wasn't a joke. <laughs> I mean, like the thing. Yeah. That where, well, when they watch. just,
0: yeah. When they just shit on Flair completely for everything yeah. that he ever did. Yeah. That was a joke. Is that Nick Patrick, our referee here? I think so. This is the break spot, right? Like yeah. where he catches him finally. There we go.
1: The reverse atomic <laughs> drop. Yes. My nuts. Nice, and then yeah, he sets it, him up for like another huge one, I'm like what? Yeah, yeah. So he walks him around, and like, yeah, isn't this effectively a nut shot? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's working the balls, inverted atomic. working the balls, Tony. Yeah, I, I mean, I, Jim Ross is probably telling us that the positioning. Affects the cockics or something right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it, it's kind of funny, like Luger, when he does come back in the mid 90s, yeah. Nitro era, you know, he's frigging huger than he already is. And he got better. Like when he came back yeah. with Liz, you know, I know it obviously ends terribly, but when he comes back with Liz, man, he's so much better as a heel at that point in time in his run, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, where a, stings allegiances weren't known or whatever we weren't sure i mean god almighty he was so good you know and uh, uh yeah but yeah it, it, you know again there's at least a, a sense of realism to this where you get the selling from like the baby faces and you're going to get this magic will come back here later on like it's just that's just it doesn't exist anymore like it might yeah. It doesn't exist. I mean, I don't watch WWE, but it doesn't exist in AEW. It was probably one of the most... Every time I wind up forcing myself to tweet about AEW, it's... It would be better if there were
1: baby faces and heels. I could probably deal with
0: all the flipping and all that shit if there were like clearly defined heels and baby faces.
1: The thing that cracks me up the most about AEW is when they have like an Iron Man match or best two out of three falls. I'm like, you have to you have to shoot someone with a shotgun to pin them. Yeah. So how are you gonna pin them <laughs> twice in one match? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Look, look at Luger, man. He's way across the ring here. Oh, double axe yeah. handle.
1: Double axe handle. Yeah, the other thing too is like the fifteen minute time limit is cool because then they actually, you know, yeah. they don't have to stall and they, they and they they do make a point of that with flair and the way he works and all that. But yeah, um yeah, they have to get in and get in, and get out, and it's a pretty simple formula. Sting mm-hmm. shine up the baby face. Fuck yep. him, get heat. Yep. Come that back. Make a comeback. Go to yep. finish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's
0: it's worked that way for hundreds of years, apparently. <laughs> Until now, it just yeah. doesn't work. So There's I look where really Yeah, there he is in his red sweater. Oh, Sting trying to make a little bit of a comeback here. Yeah, Sting was definitely my boy, like in like eighty seven or so eighty eight. Like, kind of when Rock and Roll left, like, that was my replacement, Yeah, you know. I didn't really have a tag team at that point. But, like, when, they, when I, it must the merger happened, I was like, oh, yeah. I think it is, is
1: Ricky Morton here, or is he – he's coming back shortly, at least. I can't, think, yeah. Like, uh, Sir there's Richard a Ricky Morton, Morton and Tommy Rich match against the Midnights coming up next season. And Lord. All the rack. No, Methodist. no, it's not. Uh-uh. Yeah, the whole time I was watching this, I was like, "Man, you know, Sting's knees are, Sting's knees are like, he has about three months left on his knees at this point. All these, (laughs) all these falls, I'm like, oh, Uh, yeah, no, Stinger, no. I thought you were gonna say, Don't put him off the cage.
0: Yeah, I thought you were gonna say, uh, put it in a rack. By how many times we used to put your cats in the torture rack? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like,
0: oh, don't do it. He's got him up. No animals. No animals. Uh oh.
1: Yes. Oh, he's hul- He is hawking up. He's hawking up. Yeah, it's bad. His hawk up remember, against remember Flair that. is great. I know we're getting ahead of yeah. ourselves, but yes, he starts shrugging off the chops. It's great. Yep. There's another this. Luger's signature bump.
0: But <laughs> well, at least he's selling. I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, again, a dude
0: his size. I mean, we're gonna get to that actually when we get to this tag match with the Road Warriors here too
1: uh that's the ugh. funny thing let's see yeah, i don't want to look, talk about yeah we'll board. save for it here How we was go that? oh yeah the yeah he runs across the ring comes over <laughs> and jokes him
0: <sighs> he felt
1: Luger was ready to move on and he stopped right there wisely he nice. went, yeah that, that was the call yeah vertical suplex you actually have a chance yeah. of getting a pin
0: don't hook the leg and we're going to roll into our dusty finish here. As we get out of the ring, uh, things get a little bit goofy.
1: Yep. If you've heard yeah, the praise, uh monkey's fucking a bowling ball. It's... Yeah, this is, um, <laughs> this is it
0: for sure. Uh, not a great moment here. And again, a, a worked finish with a point system, it makes it worse. You know, if you're doing this as a match or whatever, and it's for the title, and, you know, this is how it turns out, oh, okay. But this looks and it's done uh, so sloppily. It's just done so sloppily too. That was, you know, I
1: think, I think you know, that was uh, the close uh, line. That was it. it was supposed to take him over. Yeah, uh, yeah and I think
0: Nick Patrick pulls him over himself. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen the hold the rope. Uh, maybe the feet, but I don't see hold the rope like that. Yeah. That was yeah. Bad. Yeah, it's fine. So the uh, Luger wins. Where's my belt? My Where's my belt? <laughs> uh, where's oh, my my belt? belt? Yeah. <laughs> the crowd was into this match though too. You know, yeah. and again, they, there's more people there more. now than there was before because well, uh,
1: Sting's in it. And Sting. I mean, then, yeah. like I mean, they made Sting yeah. a superstar. Yep. He had the rope. I didn't see it, bro. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll stop it there. And that is the other thing, too. You brought this up, that, like, the match is in. There's not a, like, hey, you know, catch your breath or whatever. And it's just like, pyro, Mm -hmm. here comes the next two matches down to the uh, next participants down to the ring. And um, uh, I don't know if Doom had bad luck. They don't know how to call heads or tails, but they're (laughs) in match three. Like right off the bat, so match three is the Road Warriors versus Doom. Again, all the tag matches are exactly the same clotheslines, uh, power slams, bumps, and etc. What are your initial thoughts on this match?
1: Yeah, I mean, the potentially one of the most effective tag teams in terms of getting in and out of the ring, Doom and they just, nothing seems to work for them. Uh, no. Yeah, this is awkward. I don't know, like, it seems like Butch Reed tends to, tends to work the most. Simmons is still a little bit awkward in the ring, but he is so jacked. Just, yeah. He's huge. So, yeah, this was, this is kind of weird. The the thing i am come to understand is, like, maybe a steady diet of the Road Warriors uh, crushing jobbers was better than actually having to see them, like, work, wrestle matches with finishes and angles and selling and everything (sighs) (laughs) else. It's not that they're like not okay or at it or anything like It's just like you don't really want to see them selling like ever. So it's it's hard
0: to watch. Yeah. My my note on here says the road warriors don't feel special anymore. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like, man, I remember when you heard that music or whatever, which they probably couldn't use anymore at this time, but like you, it just felt special when they came to the ring. Now they're like walking to the ring, not like the, you know, the running in and sliding under the ropes and the, the, you know, the heels peeling, you know, or, you know, leaving the ring. Like, it just feels like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're here. Yeah, We're going to take off our freaking gear. And Paul Ellery now is useless. Like he used to walk around. Well, he used to at least have a newspaper or something in his hand. Now he's just like, really just standing there. Yeah. Um, yeah, my notes. Lots of clotheslines, lots of posing, lots of shoulder tackles. Yeah, uh, between these guys, power slams,
1: animals, you know, power like, slams, and clotheslines are still the shit. Yeah, Hawk. My is, notes. You know, Hawk, Watching Hawk is still fun. Like he's his intensity and his you know his athleticism. He's yeah. fun to watch.
0: I always love his where he has a guy on the ground, and he like jumps in the air to do oh, his yeah. fist, and he's like.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and <laughs> like hits like okay that works for me too. But I'm mean, yeah it, it's fine. I just my, my note on here and again Hutch ain't here to go the other way. Hey, uh,
1: yeah we are kind Hawk. of slandering the Road Warriors. Yeah I know.
0: Well, my, who sells better, Hawk or Animal? Because you get a chance to see it both through these tournament here.
1: Yeah, I think Hawk because it's a little more credible. Because usually what happens is he does a high risk move and screws himself and then yeah. gets beat for a while. Whereas with the animal, it's like, he's huge. Like, just, just get up and clothesline him, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Uh it, it, our, our pinfall
0: here is a flying clothesline by Hawk that was and an game. animal, that was yeah, animal, <laughs> Yeah, animal pins, Butch Reed, doom goes over to, uh, yeah. yeah,
1: I'm not sure if the legal men were in the ring at the time, but, wow, but who you know?
0: could know? You know, yeah. all those masked men look alike is that what they say? Do number uh, one, yeah, that's awful. Uh, yeah, not enough shots of woman, but one of the shots that it is because the cameras are so close, you know, you can pick up everything except him calling the holds or whatever. But she's you know, they stay in character so much, mm-hmm. you know, there's no you know, everybody's in kayfabe, you know, she's like you know, really in character, even though she's right by the ring, turning, interacting with the fans. Like there's no, you know, that you can see through, you know, like this. This is like really like trying to entertain you people. And again, something that doesn't exist anymore now is everybody, you know, essentially winking at the camera. Hmm. All right. Next up is match number four, y'all. The Great Muda versus Ric Flair. Uh, Muda is accompanied by Gary Hart. And Flair is accompanied by, with Arn and Ole. Okay, so Arn, we saw him in his last event at the WWF, <laughs> the last pay-per-view, <laughs> as he was a part of uh, the Brains team, or Team Heenan, or whatever it was, against the Ultimate Warriors. And that was his last act of wwf until, well, shit, the merger, mm-hmm. uh, or the acquisition, you know, where he winds up going back for commentary initially and then you know he becomes an agent and he worked there for a very long time. Uh Muda is great and they shortchanged this match completely and I have no idea why. This is the shortest match I think on the entire card at one minute and fifty five seconds.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I guess simply because they had just finished up the whole angle with the uh, what are they? The text what are they? The what's the name of their stable? Oh, uh, uh
0: oh, uh, what the ones
1: with with uh, Buzz, Buzz Sawyer, yeah, yeah, uh, Tex something or can't yeah, remember.
0: Dragon but, Masters, the other dude, but I don't remember what their fan there, yeah. Their I think possibly
1: because they had just essentially figured out finished up that title and like it wasn't going anywhere. And obviously, Muda, it, I think this Muda was about to go back to Japan, so I just think, yeah. Well, they're going to job mood out, you know, spoiler Mm -hmm. alert here in every
0: single match, which is complete bullshit. You know, he's so freaking good. He's so smooth. And like, even on his moonsault that Flair pulls the knees up on. I mean, yeah, it's just so good. And again, the fact that he can
1: do it on the knees without killing both of them.
0: Right. Yeah. And (laughs) And also the fact that, you know, seeing that once or maybe twice over the course of the night. Mm -hmm. like it makes it special when everybody can do it it's not special anymore and i mean again i hate to be old wrestling fan dude but that shit does matter like what fuck if everybody can do the frankensteiner then it's not special right like then why you know it's just doesn't make any sense anymore
1: i think it's the jtex corporation is there
0: is that what it's called now i think it is Jesus. Uh, okay, so yeah, Arn is back. Uh, again, this is Tully on his 20-year suspension for cocaine. Damn! Um, my mood is great. Uh, Smosh finish, you know, as again, Buzz Sawyer and somebody comes back. The Dragon air. Master. Yeah, okay. And Ole and Arn break that up, whatever. Now, at this point in time, the Horsemen have not reformed because Arn had just come back. They were supposed to reform with Tully. But, that didn't happen. Well, it's coming. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Well, the original four horsemen were supposed mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they fought off on Anderson. Moonsault to the knees. flare with the pin. Inside cradles. Once again, not a lot of finishers here, y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's not a lot of finishers. You're going to see a lot of cradles and those types of things to get those finishers. But, yeah, people of color, 0 for 3. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we're, we're counting Mood as a person of color, even though he's got on the white face paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 0 for three. That's fine. All right. Uh what's this? Match number four. No, that was four. Match number five, y'all. The Steiners versus the Road Warriors. Okay. So this was I thought would be the match that we might pick for the Rogalone. Uh because man, this is it. This This is uh, you know, after rock and roll, man, this is it. Like for like, holy crap. These are like Mm -hmm. probably the two best tag teams for me, like up until whenever till shit for me till probably Harlem heat. So I'm like, oh, okay. These guys are great. You know, it's the mutual respect match, baby faces versus baby faces, you know, high fives and, you know, good lucks and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, man, this is a really good match, except that it looks Exactly like the other matches that we've seen all night because all the teams are exactly the same. Tell me I'm wrong.
1: No, and you know, I, I don't think that part of it sunk in until we started talking about it, but you're right. These are all power tag teams. Um, and you know, the they even asked, like, why isn't the Midnight Express in this? And I can't remember mm-hmm. what the answer was, but you mm-hmm. the answer was they mm-hmm. were just they were going away from them. You know, mm-hmm. the dudes obviously didn't get over the Rock and Roll Expresses at least half wow. on a milk carton at this time. Mm-hmm. The Fantastics did a short run. So, like, they're very clearly trying to go away from them. And then I think the, the Road Warriors are getting close to being done here. And so they've yes. got this whole, like, the Steiner Brothers are the champion and they're trying to make them the team of the future. But, mm-hmm. you you know, you can't, just, you can't shortchange the Road Warriors. So, yeah, this was on paper, pound for pound, whatever sports analogy you would want to put on it, <laughs> this was probably what you were looking forward to. But the execution was, uh, and the funniest thing to me was like the uh, Rick Steiner like breaking up the pinfalls. He would Mm -hmm. just like come in and break it up, and then walk like turn around and walk back. (laughs) Like you're you're not supposed to hurt your friends or whatever. It was just like it was it was awkward. Yeah, it's it, uh, and again, these guys are at their
0: primes here too. Mm -hmm. This is not like you know. I mean, the Warriors are probably on the. Closer to the end of their prime. But these are still the freaking Road Warriors here. So and is then, Sting yeah.
1: older than the Road Warriors? Is that what?
0: I don't think so. I don't think so. You might have to do the math on that. Like I said, I Sting and Flair in that final. Flair is like 40-something. Yeah. And Sting is like 34 or 35. So, you know, it's just like, man, you know, Flair's going to wrestle for a very long time after
1: that. Uh, Sting <laughs> is one year older than Animal would have been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sting born in '59, mm-hmm. and yep. Animal '60. Yep. So, I mean, I mean, again, that's you know
0: mid '30s for wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's your prime for sure. Yeah. yeah. And know? that's I mean. Yeah, that's
1: a remember that if the line of like the Road Warrior or the Rock and Roll when they were in OVW and then were the champions and people were talking about the old timers, they were like thirty three, thirty four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, Robert like, looked like he was yeah 78, seventy eight. That ever seeding yeah. hairline yeah. ever
0: helped, but no. uh yeah. Um, so yeah, my my note down here says so many clotheslines and suplexes, and mm. then we get another dusty finish. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, immediately
1: I mean, after I saw this, I'm like, "This looks familiar." Yeah, never for we've sure. seen this before.
0: Yeah, I I did have here. I said, uh, row Warrior selling still foreign to me." Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott pins on animal uh, on the bridge uh, suplex back, but whose shoulder is up on the one side? And again, a way to keep. I mean, okay, think getting your way back machine for the mid '80s there. You ever see, remember seeing the World Warriors lose a match via pinfall? No, me neither. Like, I can't think of any. I mean, I know Cornet whacked a bunch with tennis rackets and the Russians did a bunch of things, but I don't ever remember seeing them lose a match via pinfall.
1: I mean, they had to get the belts off of them somehow, but I don't know. Like, right, like they had when, two or three titles, and when they had their run.
0: Like when they hurt animal legitimately with the powers of pain, like I think they got the belts off of them somehow. That I, I don't remember, but man, uh there was not a lot of pinfall losses. So I'm pretty sure this is the first time, at least that I can remember, seeing them lose via pinfall. Mm-hmm. And again, they protected them. It was on a bullshit thing. They could obviously say that it wasn't, but again, man, Roy, Roy, it just doesn't seem special anymore. Yeah, that that's probably the biggest part.
1: Yeah, they were a little Andre esque in a sense, as they didn't need the titles. And if yeah. you put it on, how are you going to take them off? So they right. would win a scaffold match, or they would win the Crockett Cup, or they mm-hmm. could win this, you know, <laughs> so they would get these other victories in a sense. But, All right. Yeah. All right. Match six, y'all. Steiner's win, by the way.
0: Uh, match five. Uh, match six, Steiner, or excuse me, Sting versus Muda. Uh, we had just seen this on one of the pay per views as well. Uh, talk about two dudes that work really well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good feud as well. Again, Muda, just I, th- I mean, I think it's just one of those things he's so good, it just makes everybody, uh, whatever. Uh, if Jim Ross could really stop calling him Pearl of the Orient, though,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I could have really not seen that. And I think there was something with, like you know, hitting him with those American punches, I'm yeah, like, come on, y'all, this, yeah, is, A
1: little got- Jingoism.
0: Yeah, y'all don't really need to do that, but I think that you thought that you did. Uh, yeah. Again, my my note, Muda is great. <laughs> yeah. just, I mean, that's it. Like, I just, I, I, uh, I, 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 he's just great. That's all and, it is,
1: and really a great matchup for Sting. Um, yeah, because he's you know similar size, but just a completely different technique, and yeah, just a good combination. Yeah, I mean, it um, is. The bridge grounded double chicken wing on Wikipedia. Yes. Is telling that, how <laughs> that movie so good?
0: Yeah. he's got it locked in. I don't know how much more he could take. That's great. Uh, yeah. Uh. Jeez. Again, my my note. Muda's moon salt, a work of art. Yeah. It is like I mean, and again, even when he doesn't land it, and he lands on his feet. Yeah. Like, it's just perfect. Like, you know, and it's right to the next move. There's no stumble. I'm like, who are yeah. you? Freaking Simone Biles? Nigga? Like, what the fuck? I mean, like, <laughs> God almighty, just keep going. Like, it doesn't really stop. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I just. <sighs> yeah. And my other note here says, uh, you know, I really like the fact that they don't have Sting wrestling as a heel, like as a, you know, as a baby face heel you know, like he's oh, yeah. legitimately like a, a baby face. He doesn't cut corners to cheat to win or whatever. He punches of course, everybody punches, but he doesn't do like those Hogan S things where he's about to oh. face the company and allow him to just cheat all Hogan, eye
1: poke, back rake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> always fuck somebody in a battle royal. Yeah, yes, the I mean, worst.
0: The worst, I'm like, man, Sting is like a legitimate baby face. Dugging um,
1: two by four behind the rest back yeah. I believe he's what we call a white meat baby face yes that's exactly it.
0: uh so yeah i said my note says the psychology in this match also very good as well yeah. the, the drop day, kick
1: uh, the drop so mood is on the corner and sting drop kicks him while he's on the corner and then super plexes him for the pin it was great yeah face. yeah i mean i, I mean, a great finish
0: and you know again We didn't see a Stinger, I don't think he even Stinger splashed him, I think he saved that for Flair's Mm -hmm. match didn't see the Stinger splash, no Scorpion like, a wrestling match, ends on a wrestling move and a wrestling hold that's how it should be in whichever match this is, so yeah, but Muda goes and drops another match, this is ridiculous
1: Uh, uh, you brought it up I don't think Luger gets a torture rack in this no, I don't think he gets even
0: to have anybody in it, no, Mm -hmm. I don't think so either uh, so, yeah. Match six. Sting wins with the uh, dropkick suplex combo. Superplex. Yes. Superplex. Excuse me. And then we get the match seven. <laughs> the Wild Samoans versus Doom. All the tag matches are the same, y'all. Have you seen this? And then who the fuck did the Wild Samoans? Were they late? Like, they were the replacement team for
1: the uh, skyscrapers. skyscrapers. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I don't even remember which two wild Samoans it is, so this uh,
1: is this is uh the Tonga kid mm. who was the post snuka uh Polynesian baby face Islander mm. baby face that didn't get over, mm. and fatu who would would form a tag team with another couple hundred pounds of ass to become Rikishi oh okay, uh down the road, so these were yeah like uh, that this is when this is a uh, post post uh, afa and Sika, post mm-hmm. post uh, or pre jimmy snooker's return Samoans that have found employment in the wcw with okay. with the big kahuna look like a broke-ass yeah. luau <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was oliver humperdinck yeah, yeah oliver the, humperdinck aka yeah. the big kahuna yeah yeah god almighty yeah, and I, and he speaks to them throughout this in a simulated uh samoan language which i uh, i have to feel is racist and insulting yeah i'm sure i'm, it a, is. I'm no expert
0: yeah, but yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, I, I didn't do an uh, R.I.P. check, but there's no way Oliver Humberdink is still with us.
1: Oh, Not um, when we cannot let this match go by without commenting, commenting on the headbutt versus headbutt count. Yes, exactly. <laughs> As you know, uh, people of color have incredibly hard heads and are known for delivering uh, headbutts. Yes. So, yeah. Uh. uh Oliver Humperdinck, There's no way yeah, he's deal with this. Yeah, no. Okay,
0: I was about to say, yeah, it was just not a chance. And again, you also have this as two heel teams fighting each other. So it, it appeared to me that the Wild Samoans were trying to work as the babyfaces, so make the black guys the bad guys, which is fine. But it appeared that they were trying to do the babyface part. But again, it all the matches are the same. Lots of headbutts. Shoulder tackles power slams, shoulder t- power slams.
1: Is this line. the match where there was weave all over the, the ring? <laughs> yes, then it came out, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, so and yeah. they're like, Yeah,
0: no, no, that's against the Steiners. Well, I, th- I think way. it
1: became part of the match in the Steiners, but th- I think I noticed the weave in, in this. Oh, one god,
0: well, yeah, weird. that's terrible, yeah. Um, yeah, it, this is the second worst match on the card only because of Flair and Muda's, uh, whatever. But now this is not a good match. Doom loses again, uh, a headbutt by accident. Oops. Um, yeah, uh, Doom goes 0-3. I, I mean, and again, this is the only person of color win in this entire tournament. And it was because it was POC on POC violence. So I kind of hated that part. I know I'm being nitpicky about that, but it's like, come on, man. Like seriously? Like you couldn't even get like nobody could get a five point DQ or a count out or something over somebody else and kind of work the points out that way. But I guess they're just that wasn't in the cards. But whatever. But yeah, it's fine. And I don't think the Wild Samoans are long for here either. I think they're headed to be the head shrinkers here fairly yeah, soon to to the that WWF. About right.
1: Yep. And I think Doom eventually they will shortly hereafter um unmask up and unmask unmask yeah. and then yeah. they'll be with teddy long and then they actually have a, a run
0: yeah and then uh, i think um because ron simmons is going to become champ here soon yeah
1: Right? it's like yeah, 92-ish like, is it, 92? no, it had to be okay. before flair leaves yeah
0: yeah i think it was or maybe no, it's after flair leaves because they were trying to figure out who the hell is going to be
1: champ well who did I, who did he beat? Oh, he beat like Vader or somebody did. Yeah, he? I think so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. All right. Match
0: number 8, y'all. It's Luger versus Rick Flair. Uh <laughs> Brother Beavis has some thoughts, so I'll let you
1: take that one before I go cuz I got a bunch of them too. I mean, it's just it becomes incredibly obvious like Flair gives Luger absolutely nothing in this match. Yeah. Um and you know that was one of the things in the the Jim Ross podcast where like Flair could have helped Luger tremendously by putting him over at any point, yep. and forget even putting him over. Like he gives him zero, yeah, yep. and he like no respect, no like he. I mean they it's not unprofessional, but it's like damn Flair like like when you contrast this with the Sting match, yes, it, we're it's giving just everything. It's just embarrassing, and you know it's now you you have to you have to question like you know we we are we are now led to believe that you know so initially it was like people didn't like luger because he you know was entitled or whatever but that was you know not necessarily the case he did get pushed you know above kind of his means and things like that initially and and had the perception that he didn't have to work for it or whatever, but by, you know, everything we hear was like, you know, respectful of the business and, you know, was happy to just kind of do whatever they needed to, Mm -hmm. but like, just kind of didn't have the drive or the passion for it. And so it's like, is that, is that why flair didn't ever give him anything or right. did he just not inflation because he'd never got, you know, cause never got put over. So, but yeah, it was just glaringly obvious. Like as much as the, as much as the audience or the announcers were trying to tell us Luger was the, the, of the future, future shock. Yes. Flair was not convinced. No at all. And I mean, I've heard
0: that same story too, that after uh, Sting hurt himself, you know, there's that the next thing up was Luger turning babyface and was supposed to get the belt, and Flair wouldn't put him over, mm-hmm. like, he just wouldn't do it. He's like, No, I was gonna lose it to Sting, I'm gonna, you know, that's who I'm gonna lose it to. And he waited that whole year and did not, you know, put Lou over as the top babyface single in the company, and he didn't do it. So, you know, there was something there, you know, as much as he talks about. Everything on his podcast. I don't know that I've ever heard him answer as to why that he had yeah. he wouldn't put Luger over. Um, because at this point, I mean, what would it have mattered? Fuck. Nobody was watching WCW at the point anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, letting go over. Um, you know, yeah, I, but, it,
1: you know, and eventually we get Luger like you know, he's satisfied his dates and he sits on his contract. Yeah, and he disappears and he's off, you know, he's off TV for a year in the stupid wrestling. Or arm yeah. wrestling thing, oh. and then he bombs out in the WCW. So yeah, you know, it's yeah, yeah. It's he made real. his money. Like yep. he probably could have made more. You know, he had obviously currently had a that. It's a weird. I talked to somebody on the plane the next day. I woke up with a muscular stroke. Yeah, couldn't messed up. Yeah, so. was, yeah. I, mean,
0: I, I ain't trying to doubt nobody's story, but that seems kind of wild. Yeah. Um, not the freaking years of probably steroid and HGH abuse that may have shortened your life on top of the wrestling Uh, but yeah All right, so uh, my note says uh, Flair full on you know baby face here which is kind of weird to watch so many chops Um, so many chops (laughs) Uh, again I can see how people are like oh Flair's all of his matches look exactly alike that hasn't happened yet but it's coming Mm -hmm. like it's definitely coming like where you could see where they got to the point where it was just like yeah just do your stuff we're gonna no sell your shit you're gonna cheat and then we're gonna like no sell your shit again you're gonna try figure four we're gonna reverse it like everything that you're gonna do we're just gonna like shit on it and Mm -hmm. again is that him is that like the people that were booking it like I, i don't really know but it just doesn't like yeah it's bad my other note flair works on the leg a lot luger forgets to sell it like after a while <laughs> like he's like limping on the wrong leg um yeah. <clears throat> like going full strength like on the rope tosses like you know he just kind of forgets to sell well, it well
1: flair luger luger's flexibility in his lower lower <laughs> body was <laughs> never really his everything he does where he leaves his feet or you know he has always looked awkward so that's, that's hilarious. hilarious uh yeah so uh
0: we get the time limit draw uh and my my final note flair will not put luger over
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think about it like you know, the the storyline was Luger refused to tap um mm-hmm. and and preserve the count out. but they don't even like that doesn't even like he he kind of sells it later, but it didn't even really become a story. And and what is the this chicken shit heel? Why should we care that he had the and test, testicular fortitude to not tap yeah. out or whatever? So that I think they just the storytelling was always just not quite there. It, I I think yeah. there's a lot of parallels Between Luger and Rocky Mayavia, in terms Mm. of like consistently being told this is your superstar, and it's like "Mm, I kind of like these guys better. So yeah, yeah.
0: I I mean again, like it it seemed like, and I I mean I I think I if you watch that documentary on him or whatever, he you know he was kind of like an aloof dude, Mm -hmm. you know, and obviously that probably didn't you know endear him much to you know the hyper whatever masculine whatever. Uh, locker room kind of situation. So, you know, kind of a new school dude in an old school business at that particular time. It just didn't work out. You know, Flair is as old school as they get in that regard. So it's not a surprise, but yeah, I would like to hear an answer as to why he wouldn't put him over other than, oh, no, I said I was going to drop it to Sting. Well, yeah. I mean, Sting could have possibly never come back or not have come back as bright as he was. I mean, this is 1990, you know. Dr. James Andrews was a thing, man. Don't get me wrong. But shit goes wrong all the time. You know, people don't come back from ACL. So, all right. Match number nine, Samoans versus the Steiners. We've seen this match too.
1: I think this was, this. I, I think this might have been the best match, best tag team match of mm-hmm. the slate. Because I think you have a much clearer, like, um, you know, face versus heel setup. Pretty even match. Scott, Scotty gets beat up for almost yeah. all of it. We finally get the Frankensteiner finally out of nowhere, too. And Rick, <laughs> we get Rick Steiner, loses it, and just comes in and just clothes <laughs> <on>. clothesline <laughs> this shit <laughs> the hell out of everybody. <laughs> the Steiner line, God, oh, that is God, yeah. that the yeah. Steiner line is so great. Yeah, he's just. I... But again, I, I used yeah. to always, I used to always be so hyped for the animal left-handed clothesline, but now that yeah. Steiner line, yeah. like yeah. eat my armpit and all of my upper chest yeah, and, and my arm too, yeah. And it's like that it's like he does right
0: thing. yeah. It's like, woo. and then he just, oh my god, like he's so man. Again, it's. I, I think is it my note here? I don't know where it comes up again. It has to be here. Yeah, it it does here. Okay, so it says Frankensteiner. How did you feel about Big Papa Pump? Like <laughs> when he finally became like a single, but he became like he was so freaking big at that yeah.
1: time, like literally. He so he lost <laughs> all of the things that made him special in the ring, but right. he became much more of a personality on the mic. So, mm-hmm. um, I you know, I lament, you know, what. You know, I would have probably rather seen a continued run for the Steiners, like a Road Warrior esque run for the Steiners as a tag team, right? Than than what we got. In particular, because I think in a lot of ways it was at the expense of Rick. Yeah. Now that I'm reliving this, I'm like, God, he was like, he was, you know, like Rick Steiner. He would have, he would have been a joke. Did I guess they did go to the? They went to the WF. He would have been a joke. In, yeah. especially as a, as a single in the yeah. wWf but for this for the wcw he is great um yeah um so no i it was a trade-off between he became a character and the you know that he was just such a unique performer because like you know you have sting who was a big guy but had some agility but but scott was beyond that and we saw the steiner the Frankensteiner were like what, what's happening yeah, yeah so it's just i just never like i was like all right
0: i uh he's a single now he's so freaking huge you can't yeah. do anything like yeah. all he could do is clothesline and power slams
1: and flex like, yeah and flex and i like know, the anything. chainmail thing on his head but yeah beyond that so
0: but and his promos were nonsensical like yeah, he was just scream and spit like it just didn't make any sense i was just like man like what happened to Frankensteiner dude. Like mm. you, I didn't understand. Like, oh, I'm doing superstar
1: Billy Graham, but worse. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I okay. The Steiner uh, so
1: recliner yeah. was okay. I mean, that was a yeah. that was a solid finish. But yeah. It, it kind of was the cable clutch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, uh DQN. Uh yeah, I and I forgot about over the top rope as a DK for yeah. whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. This
0: is this is Jim Heard, but this is before. Uh, the UWF guy gets in charge, Bill Watts. <laughs> yeah, but for all the ridiculous rules, I believe. Um, so yeah, that, that but or is it is Bill Watts here now? Is he uh,
1: no, this? I think he might actually be in the WWF, but I'm not sure. Okay, does he come? This I, maybe is the Jim era, I think. Yeah. Okay, he comes or there like or, maybe
0: um, before Flair. Flair, before or when Flair leaves, or right before he leaves. Okay. So what all was right.
1: not clear to me in this, and they actually had a great replay, is like. It looked like the broke ass Lou Albano, um, (laughs) like was like, no, they threw him over the top, and the ref was like, okay, they threw him over the top. I'm like, wait, Uh, you you'll believe you'll believe Oliver Humperdinck, but not Sting. But they actually have a replay where, for a split (laughs) second, the referee like looks over, and they're like, oh, see, the referee saw it out of the corner of his eyes. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, like that that could be a digital scene. Speaking of digital, and you brought this up earlier, like. They used to have good music, right? They, just, they have just edited out all the decent music, and it's just generic rock music other than, like, Flair. And even uh, it seems kind of weird. Oh yeah, okay.
0: So, all right. So, Lama, 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 Rock and Roll is King, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was their song. Mm-hmm. And the Road Warriors did Iron Man, blah, I mean, blah, blah. They blah, never played that. Then, but then there was a point. Like, but this is in the 80s. There was a point, though, when the copyright issue became a copyright issue. Mm -hmm. And so then they had to stop playing those things when they went to the ring. Mm -hmm. So that's why like what was it? Boogie Loogie Dance Hall. I think the rock and roll went to (laughs) some song that like Ricky sang or something. It was some bullshit, but it wasn't like what it was supposed to be. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I think it's that. And then now on the streaming platform, I'm sure that if they don't have the rights to it, they're muting that shit out. Uh, yeah. They do not want to pay whatever it would cost
1: to have that on. Because Flair kind of has mu- his music, but um, yeah, not, but it doesn't but, quite sound right. But I think that one might be in like the public domain by now. Yeah, that's what's that, the 2001 thus, Space thus, thus <laughs> Spoke of ruther- ruther- or whatever. Yeah, all right. Mm. All right. But National I can't number- even remember like what Sting would have come out with it. I don't know that oh, it kind of sounds like a thing, but oh, I definitely don't remember that one. Match so, 10,
0: y'all. Luger versus Muda. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, I was gonna say, like, next. Like the only yeah, good exactly part of this match is we finally get the green mist. That's yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yep. It's, this just, it. A it's a mist. bad combination. Like they here's a the case where like you know, they made the point of Luger. Didn't tap out in the figure four, so he comes out link, limping. Muda works the leg, whatever. So, actually, a little bit of a carryover from previous match, a little bit of psychology, but bad combination of wrestlers. Yeah, two wrestlers together. We yeah. finally get it. Just like we got one Frankensteiner, we finally got the miss. That's all yeah. I wanted from Muda.
0: Yeah, you know, I was, you know, wondering when you were going to get it. You know, Luger gets the DQ win, you know, so he's been set up to be able to yeah, win. Win this thing based on whatever the final match is, but yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, the mist is the best part for sure. Uh, all right, and then match 11 it's the tag team championship, y'all. Uh, Road Warriors versus the uh, Wild Samoans. Um, this is a bad match, yeah, okay. So, again, we didn't know back then, but we know now. So, they wrestled, this will be the third match in. Call it an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, they the Road Warriors are what they call blowed up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they are some tired dogs, man. Uh, moves are it's so botchy everywhere, like moves can't be completed or they're half assed. I mean, those dudes are tired, man. Tired, and it looks like a tired match. and. They kept it relatively short, but it it it, 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 it mm, it's not good.
1: Yeah, this was bad. Yeah, this is not good. And then the Steiner's come out and they celebrate and they're all friends again. So whatever. Yes, and then and
0: then jumping into the end of the show, they're like, "Hey, Gordon Soley's going to talk to everybody that wins." And then they got played off like the fucking Golden Globes, <laughs> nigga. I was like, "Yeah." And then another thing, animal, a credits. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, "Oh well, okay, sorry about that." <laughs> Paul Ellering still useless. Oh, yeah. I, I just—I mean, I—you—I I, I don't know. He used to have something to say or to do.
1: Well, it felt like he was—you know—he was a—he you know, was. A, he was the, you see pictures of him. He was bodybuilder, wrestler, had his own career. Yeah. But by now, he's just their business business manager. Yeah, literally having yeah, by ringside. Yeah, but I don't remember him ever really doing anything other than like you said. He had the the newspaper. The newspaper. The Wall Street Journal, I guess. Yes, thank God. Whatever. Uh, yeah, so the pin is uh, a f-
0: bad clothesline <laughs> by yep. Hawk. Yep. Uh, it's just not essentially
1: good. the same finish as against yes. Doom because it's a yep. top rope clothesline. It's just not out. It was better when it was foiling the pile driver, uh, but mm-hmm. we never got like the Doomsday device. They just got...
0: No. Well, they tried it with uh, Scott. That, uh, that was the clothesline when he had uh, Scott Steiner up. Yeah, And they gave the clothesline, but then the shoulder pin thing. So, yeah. Awful. Yeah, so they win the Crockett Cup, Starcade, Future Shock, which is kind of funny, though, too. Okay, so the Steiners, I would imagine, are at least a couple of years probably younger than the World Warriors at this point, I would say. And definitely Scott.
1: Hmm.
0: Like, wouldn't your future
1: be the Steiners? But that's the thing, though, is, like, you, the World Warriors are protected. I mean, if they're if you're not going to put them over, they're going to go to Japan and make yeah. as much or more money and get put over there. Yeah. So that was but the they, threat is like they, that was what Paul Ellering did for him. He continually maneuvered them into spots where they were, they were either, you either keep it strong or I don't know what it was said like that. That's not what I'm saying, but like they mm-hmm. were able to, you know, kind of command their spot. But I think because you knew they weren't, they wouldn't necessarily be there forever. And if you put the belt on him, you had to take it off. Mm-hmm. This is what you give them. You give them, Crockett. You give them this. You give them mm-hmm. scaffold match win. You know, right. you give them war games. No titles. Yeah, war games. You mm-hmm. give them... You don't give them titles, but you give them signature victories in these uh, unique events. So, mm-hmm. okay.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just... And again, both of them will be gone within the next mm-hmm. two years, I believe. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, not good. Alright, the last match to, for the singles championship of this bit. It's Sting versus Flair. It's a classic, y'all. It is. I think I, I, it's. It ended Nitro. It yeah. was the first. Was it the first clash of the champions when uh, they uh, that
1: forty-five minute match? Certainly, the most significant clash of the champions.
0: Yes, I mean, where you know, but f- made Sting that night for mm-hmm. sure. Made him as a as a single star. It's 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 classic. Like and like yeah. I said, this is where I was. It looks at like Clash
1: name. Ten is coming up, so it certainly wasn't the first one. Okay,
0: so. This is but this is it, y'all. This is this is WCW at this particular time till Flair leaves. And then it still becomes a part of WCW when they come back when we get into the Nitro era too. Yeah. Like it's just something it's you know, it's comfortable shoes, man. They but it works so well together.
1: Yeah, but like here here it becomes so glaring. Like look at Flair Sting and look at Flair Luger and look mm-hmm. at what Flair could have done right and didn't. Right. So yeah. That was, yeah he, th- that's the kind of messed up part the other thing that was amusing to me it was like flair goes through like a whole sequence of like inside cradle backslide whatever whatever i'm like damn flair had like pin attempt on everything three six <laughs> eight nine ten ropes eleven six five like <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah I, uh my note says flair carries him and that's for sure yeah uh it's it's just you know, he carries him. But this match is so good. Like yeah. it looks so much like matches that we will see in the future. Yeah. But it doesn't really get that old. And again, because at this point in time, Flair was still a considered a credible heel at this right. point. Even though he's working as a sort of as a baby face in here. Yeah.
1: Flair, you mm-hmm. know, his he was l- less chicken shit at this point. Like he yeah. would still beg off from time to time. But mm-hmm. like Flair was still, you know, Really put over strong more often than not. Yeah. And uh the chops. The chops. Mm-hmm. Golly. Yeah, so chops. yeah. I mean,
0: and, and and but again that also became something later on, too. That that's all he would do. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the wrestlers would start no selling that too. It's just like, man, he's yeah. just not strong. But again, like you look at this, and if you watch the documentary on Peacock or whatever, and he's forty something here, motherfucker. So, when we get to Nitro, what is that, seven years from now? He's 50. He's 50 when we get to the Nitro air. And he's still working a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's just like, dang, man, come on. Like, it's, I, I, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So,
1: yeah. That's 49, fine. so in 93, he would have been 54. Mm-hmm. No. No, 44. Yeah. Yeah, in '89. So '89, he would have been forty. So he's forty here. So Nitro was. Oh, I guess I was ninety-six. So yeah, so yeah, he's yeah 47, 48, 50 by the time Nitro yeah. run its course, really yeah. taking off. Yeah,
0: I mean, he's putting Flair or he's putting Hogan over. I mean, they're both probably fifty years old. So yeah, all right. Well, you got another. Yeah, Hulk. Another Hulk up. Fuck
1: Hulk Hogan, by the way. By staying. Um well, you the, know. and And uh, but although I will say like. I this was not, I've now decided I'm not going to sell your moves. Mm-hmm, you see, yeah. like, there's a progression of sting, like, almost like this. The the, the what they were trying to say is like his his chest has been so abused, he is now numb yeah. to these things, and right. he's like shaking him off. Doing like, this, this was a reasonable Hulk up. It was right. this, this is a great match, yeah. And it, yes, yeah.
0: I agree. And it doesn't bury flair, like, that's no. probably the biggest part, too. You know, they both come out of it looking kind of strong
1: our final finish and because t screws him a little bit but he doesn't like he's not like super cheating to get you know get some extended heat sequence so yeah and this is
0: and this is after they had already wrestled together at halloween havoc the mutual Mm -hmm. respect society after he had saved him uh you know uh after what the the terry funk match and meeting up with mood like so i mean this is you know, a progression of a storyline. It's going to end pretty shittily, which we'll talk about here in a second. But, you know, he wins, you know, as Flair's going for the figure four, inside cradle, one, two, three, Sting is your winner. You know, Ole and Arn come out, and, you know, thinking, uh-oh, it's going to be bad. You know, they're giving the respect They raise his hand, you know, and then he winds up becoming a horseman out of it. Yeah, they actually four, throw the four horsemen. Out.
1: They throw the, you know, Flair, th- or Arn throws it up at least, so. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then, you know, looking ahead, this is, it
0: only lasts for a little bit of time here, uh, you know, because Sting gets a title shot out of this. And then they're like, oh, you should turn it down because you're a horseman. And he's like, well, I really gotta want the title. And so that's winds up getting mm-hmm. turned on. And, you know, this is where he winds up shredding his knee, uh, which we will probably wind up seeing here as we move on to the 90s. But, yeah, man, I, I, again. I'm not saying this was a bad show. I'm just saying that the matches were all the all the tag matches were ex, uh, essentially all the same.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I and yeah. again, I didn't necessarily hit me, but you're absolutely right. And That's what they're. Yeah, it to just tell. made it a slog. Yeah, yeah, it was made it a slog to try to get through it. And not only and- that, but like think about it: Doom number one and Doom number two. Like all the tag teams were interchangeable. But think about it also like the Samoans and mm-hmm. Doom are each interchangeable on their teams right and like i hawk and animal are kind of different yeah you know probably the steiners are the most you know the 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 most but even so like it's all the same moveset so yeah yeah it's all this this was this this the the on the tag team side it was watching the same match six times yeah
0: but if you take out flair muda and luger muda like the singles matches are all really good you know you Mm -hmm. got some contrasting styles you know some comfortable you know people that are used to working with one another so it looks good like Mm -hmm. i mean again i I, looking at it off the top i was like man this is not going to be good but this is it's better than what we watched last week on the survivor series or whatever the hell that was
1: yeah yeah i think the primary thing that hurts is is there's just no there was you know these are all like i said up front these are all kind of cold matches in a sense Mm -hmm. and they don't you know they had. They didn't build up any storylines over the course of the pay-per-view or anything like that. But I guess you know, I'm kind of coming to understand like, you know, watching the TV show, it was just angle and interview squash match. You just get to see these people, and and you're like, Oh man, I can't to wait to see that pay off. But mm-hmm. then, like, the pay-per-views are just like payoff, 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 payoff. And I was like, yeah. I'm kind of sitting here like. was the tv actually better and we just didn't realize it because that was like that was where the story was told and then now they're you know so yeah it's weird Uh, and and i definitely like uh a lifetime of watching road warriors mulkies is better than watching a year's worth of main event Mm. matches with them Mm. selling and going over still or getting screwed in some way so well yeah i i I, i've tried not tried
0: i have watched that 605 show on peacock or whatever It was some tough slugs yeah yeah Yeah. i'm like man this is that's stepping on your childhood kind of hard well Um, i think
1: they were always selling you something that was coming and so to go back now and realize nothing is ever coming at least on that show then and then you but you got to sit through a lot of squash matches to Mm. get to, like, you know, there's
0: usually, like, one good match in there, but you, I mean, with them damn commercials, man, it's like, fuck, that's a long way to get there to try to, you I gotta get through a lot of Rocky King matches, man, a lot, uh, and I, you know, anyway, so, yeah, so, this ends our series for 1989, but wait, there's more, you know, we kind of decided that we were going to continue on, because, again, we are off wrestling, essentially, from I would call it '88 when I started to discover girls and you know well, explore in my, my body. You um, were
1: unaware of Sting or uh, flare and Steamboat for the most part, which is yes, yeah. that's an that's, issue. That's the, yeah, that's yeah. I, I I yeah, like I said, I was
0: exploring my body in '88, and uh, so '89 is definitely a wash, but '90, '91, '92. Pretty much until Nitro, when I called Brother Beavers on the phone, like, "Hey, wrestling's on TNT or TBS. You should maybe turn it on the night that I think Luger walked out there." Mm-hmm. And um, that's '96, I think. So yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I was like, I don't think I don't know if we got all the way through '96 podcasts in us, but we definitely got like maybe 1990. So we're gonna go through the list again. And definitely probably get to the point where it's not doing a pay per view every month for each company. Like that's just insane. But like as they are spread out, you know, fairly regularly, we'll kind of pick and choose where we go and jump into the '90s. I, you know, I think the masochist and probably both of us is like, man, i really want to see how bad it can get, um, because I think it gets really bad. <laughs> Like I really do. I think there's a portion of this that's just like, man. Now I can justify why I wasn't watching this shit for mm-hmm. a whole lot of other reasons, but at least I can see it now. Like, oh, now I know why that I wasn't watching when the shockmaster showed up. Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: or you know, stories that I hear about in in podcasts, but I definitely didn't see.
1: Yeah. No. This has been this has been great. Um you know not, not not that what we've watched has been great but to go you know put it in perspective and find kind of the the gems that I would forgotten about or the the things we'd never seen the, you know there's you know with maybe a couple exceptions there was definitely something in each of these shows both on both federations that was worth watching and yeah. and so this has been great I, I I you know I'm in for however long we can yeah, stand I mean, it
0: yeah and then yeah I mean and again we probably have a passing idea of what was happening in WCW, whereas we probably have no idea what was happening yeah. in WWF. Like, who? who? <laughs> Wait, he was there too? Well, I, the other guy thing
1: guy. too is like, uh, Warrior doesn't beat Hogan till WrestleMania 6, I Vicks. think, and we just Man. did WrestleMania 3. Yeah. <laughs> so we have three more years of Hogan in various forms ahead of us. So sorry, Yikes. Macho Man.
0: Yeah, and I think they were only doing they probably had six pay per views a year at that point. Probably, mm-hmm. I would say. So we're gonna keep going as far as we can until uh, it just gets to the point where we're just gagged. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna move into ninety, kind of work our way through that. You know, if you're a listener of this podcast or maybe the other ones, we're gonna take time off from wrestling and jump back into comics here. Uh, so we got an event for the X-Men coming up. So that's kind of where we're headed now for the next few weeks. Uh, then we'll come back to this. But yeah, man, remember you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Amazon, iHeartRadio. Like you just put search Brothers Comics and it'll pop right up. All right. So uh, as the producer of this podcast, I'm signing off. Go ahead and sign off, Brother Beavis.
1: See you next time. See you in 1990.
0: You, God almighty, uh, that, that's why we got to get Hutch back on here. Like, I, I, he's my brother. I have no idea where the fuck he was in 1990. Not a clue, <laughs> I have no idea where that man was. So, it might sure have been
1: Doom number two. Yeah, that's true. When the cool ranch Doritos come out, anyway.
0: <laughs> all right, so we'll see you guys in a, in a few weeks when we'll be into 1990 with what we missed in wrestling. Peace, everybody. See you. <laughs>